Welcome to PSQH, the podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talked to Brandy Sparkman Byerly, Chief Clinical Officer for Home Care Home Base, about the growth of home-based healthcare. And now, on to the interview. I'm talking today with Brandy Sparkman Byerly, Chief Clinical Officer for Home Care Home Base. Welcome to the show, Brandy. Hi, thanks for having me, Jay. Thanks for being here. Uh, and uh, before we uh, start talking a little bit about um, home-based healthcare, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do for home care home base. Yeah, sure. Um, I serve, as you um, articulated, as the chief clinical officer at home care home base. And my primary role and objective is to infuse clinical perspective into our mission of empowering exceptional care. I have over 20 years of experience as a practicing nurse. And I love to say that I found my true passion and purpose about 18 years ago when I started taking care of patients in their homes. Um, Throughout my career, I have evolved as both a nurse and a leader in the post-acute setting. And today I have the privilege of helping our customers uh, redesign and optimize care in agencies across the country. And I would always like to say my guiding principles have always been and will continue to be centered around patients and their caregivers and clinicians and making sure that care can continue in the home. Excellent. Um, So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about how home-based healthcare has grown over the last decade. Wow, it has really, really grown. Um, It it's just, I think it reflects the paradigm shift of healthcare delivery. And I think there are several kind of components that have allowed care to kind of grow in the home over the last 10 years. One of those is technology advances. I think we can take better care of patients in their homes today through telehealth and remote monitoring devices and wearable technologies. And I think that will continue to facilitate additional growth in how we virtually take care of patients. I think the population aging has allowed yeah. home-based care to grow as well. Um, it's it's the most cost-effective way to take care of patients, really thinking about how do we prevent Um, acute hospitalizations that are not necessary and be proactive in how we care for for patients and think about the burden of care in the hospital versus in the home. And at the heart of it, I think patients prefer to be taken care of at their home Mm -hmm. and in their home. It's just convenient. We, um, I don't know about you, but I feel most comfortable in my home. And so if there's an opportunity for care to happen there, I just think it makes the most sense. Um, I talk about all the time that the pandemic, really the silver lining of the pandemic is it caused the industry and I think healthcare as a whole to really look at the at care in the home in a different light. And it actually emerged as one of the most critical, vital components in making sure that we could deliver care to patients when the acute care system was taxed. And they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't have the beds and the capacity to take care of patients that needed care. And so I think that's something that really came a positive that came out of the the pandemic. And then lastly, I think interdiscipline collaboration. I think I tell people all the time that as a nurse, I didn't truly understand the art of interdiscipline collaboration until I became a nurse in the home. 
and that that approach really is the best for the patient and really looks at the patient uh, from a holistic standpoint as it relates to the to the care team and how they collaborate and care for patients. Uh, and yeah, and, and like you mentioned with the pandemic too, I mean, it kind of forced everybody to get used to telehealth uh, where it was kind of slow. You know, I think the technology was there, but it hadn't really been pushed out. And then all of a sudden we, you know, we had to use it and uh, and people figured it out. So uh, so that that is obviously a, a benefit uh, coming out of that as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it like you said, it just highlighted that we, had to think about innovative ways to get care to patients without actually reaching out and touching them. And that we had to learn how to leverage technology in meaningful ways. And I actually think home and technology will play a vital role in the evolving landscape of healthcare. Even I think we'll still be having these conversations five, 10, 15 years from now, and we'll even see more growth Mm. um, because of that. So speaking of growth, how is the growth of of home health care impacting home health nurse satisfaction? Um, you know, I think it's it's I I, I want to frame it up this way because I think it's it's super impactful for our listeners and, and I think it's part of my own story. So I always try to have an opportunity to share. But once I became a home health nurse, it gave me the flexibility to really show up for my family um, and my child in a very meaningful way, and also to show up for my patients. And I think it just, it created a closer relationship with my patients because I was actually meeting them where they were in their own sacred environment. They were welcoming me in and I could see my impact as a nurse. And then I could, I had that flexibility and it's a perfect schedule for a working mom. Um, And and I, and I talk about this all the time Um, and I laugh and I think my son would, would tell you that I say he's a, he's a better human because I was a home health and hospice (laughs) nurse. Um, But it just allowed me to, I had that flexibility. It was a diverse environment. I could tailor my care to the patients and their families. And it just contributed to my satisfaction more. It just touched my nursing heart more. Um, We talk a little bit about, and and I'm sure we'll cover it, burnout, which I like to call Mm -hmm. care fatigue. But I think the shift to home-based care, actually, when you talk to nurses that move from different care settings into the home, they actually say it allowed them to take a breath. And because they're meeting those patients where they are, because they're having an opportunity to build those meaningful relationships with the patient, they actually notice that their care fatigue and their burnout was decreasing, which I think is in definitely in today's environment, we're we're all thinking about ways to to reduce nurse and clinician burnout and care fatigue, um, and I think just professionally, it's an opportunity for nurses to develop their professional skills in different ways. You talked about telehealth and virtual care delivery and technology, and I think there's so much greenfield still left to discover in that and 
it's it's super cool as a nurse to think that you could get into a field that allows you to be innovative in in a space that patients want to receive care at in in different ways. And so I think it's super cool from a professional development standpoint. We already covered it, but I think just allowing yourself to be able to have meaningful collaboration with the care team um, makes for a happier nurse. And it's patient-centered. I think when you deliver care in a patient's home, they are at the heart of everything that you do. And, and their caregivers are at the heart of everything you do. And so just being able to know that that's important as a nurse and a clinician, it just it just kind of builds into that. You feel good when you go home because mm-hmm. you 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 impacted patients in their home. Uh, has the level of staffing been able to keep up with the increase in uh, home based healthcare patients? No, I would tell you at, at Home Care Home Base, we set on a very rich data set and um, we have I have an opportunity and we have an opportunity to interact with customers across the country and staffing challenges still still remain the highest um, priority for those agencies because patients do, can't get in to the care. They can't they don't have access to the care because there's not enough staff to actually take care of them in the home. Um, and so it's it's thinking about how do we infuse that technology piece into it that allows for efficiencies and optimizations of the staff that we have so that we can continue to take care of more patients in their home. So what are uh, what are some ways, I guess, to to prevent sort of that overload for those you know nurses who are working? Uh, you know, under maybe with you know too much on their plate, or or you know needing a little more help. You know, what are some strategies to kind of help them to prevent uh, that burnout from happening? I think listening. Um, I think you're you're. If only I had a magic wand. Um, I think we're talking about making sure we create an environment that clinicians have the time and space to meaningfully engage and care for patients while maintaining that healthy work-life harmony. And I think it's gonna require us to think different. I think it's gonna, we're gonna have to use technology in a dynamic way that doesn't overload a nurse or a clinician, but instead engages them with the patient uh, to kind of advance care into the home. I think we have to think about putting them at the table. I think for a long time, the nurse voice was not appreciated. Mm -hmm. And I think the nursing shortage has in, in the pandemic has opened up a more healthy dialogue, or I hope it has opened up a more healthy dialogue around um, what they need and how they can have the seat at the table to make sure that we're actually involving them in the leadership decisions. Because I always say they they have the wealth of knowledge. They're out in in the patient's homes every day. They are thinking about how to be a maverick um 
what those patients actually need. And so why not bring them into the conversation? Because I promise you, there are probably an unlimited amount of ideas that home-based nurses and clinicians have that we, we haven't even tapped into. And that starts with a dialogue um, and bringing them into the table and just having that empathy and understanding that we have to be compassionate and, and we, we have to, to empathize with them and, and what they see and, and how they take on and take care of patients and how do we lighten that load and, and what does that look like? Um, are, are you seeing more nurses moving from the hospital setting to home-based health just because of some of the benefits that you'd mentioned earlier? I think so. I think I'm seeing that more now than I even did five, 10 years ago. Um, you know, there's, I, I've been a home health nurse, like I said, for 18 years. And I can remember when I would tell my peers in the hospital that I was contemplating moving into the home-based space, they would say, oh, well, you just go there to retire. You know, it's so boring and it's it's not fun or exciting. And over the last couple of years, I think I've taken that personal because there has been nothing boring about my career as a home-based nurse. And like I said, it 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 allowed me the space to be a great mom and and a great nurse, I believe. And so how do we as a post-acute industry and a home-based industry embrace the concept that it's a really innovative place to to be a nurse to deliver care and how do we allow people to see that and support those nurses that are wanting to move into that space but also the ones that are already here because they it's it's a it's a labor of love and i think we have to be empathetic of that and are you are you seeing like home care organizations starting to, you know, get that message out uh, more effectively maybe than they used to? I I will tell you over the course of the last two years as, as the chief clinical officer, I have the privilege to talk to leadership in frontline nurses and clinicians daily, and the conversation dynamics have changed. <laughs> they They're leading with how do we engage our clinicians? How do we talk to our nurses? How do we bring them into the fold? How do we make sure that we're thinking about the drivers of care fatigue and burnout and supporting them in meaningful ways? We want them in the decision-making process. Um, so yeah, it's at the top of their mind. And I can tell you just a few years ago, that is not what the conversations led with. And so obviously, I think it's, think it's changing. Oh, yeah, sorry. And obviously, oh, it's okay. Um, it's such a huge issue, just you know, throughout healthcare. Uh, you know, retaining, keeping those nurses that are are getting burned out or just feeling stressed by. You know, obviously the the pandemic was a big part of that, but even before that, uh, you know, you would hear about people just being stressed out and wanting to you know get out of nursing or get out of healthcare altogether. So. Uh, Obviously, organizations have to, you know, do whatever they can to hold on to these folks and to recruit new uh, new nurses. So I imagine it's just a, you know, a major challenge, you know, across all settings to to keep nurses 
satisfied and, and engaged. I, I think so. But at the end of the day, I believe if we focus on the people that are delivering the care, um, that everything else will fall into place. Meaning if we focus on the people and the mission of healthcare delivery, then the margin will come. And I think the people are the people have to be at, at the heart of every everything that we do. Because you're right, if if they I think now more than ever, if they're not, they're just going to leave. They're they're right. in search of places that make them the priority. And I think they now have the attention and rightfully so that they can be selective about that. And I mean, from your experience and folks that you talk to, uh, you know, is home-based healthcare kind of, you know, serving that need where, you know, they're maybe, you know, they were kind of stressed out or, you know, overwhelmed in a hospital and it's a little more manageable uh, on the home health side? I believe so. I mean, I, I think the clinicians that I, that I interact with, um, they, they recognize that and they they see that. Like I said, the ones that I've talked to that's transitioned from acute care into the home environment, you know, they say I, I get to take a deep breath now. I'm I, I'm getting to interact with my patients in a more meaningful way. And I think we have to embrace that. And you know, I I don't I don't want to leave this conversation because I know nurse safety and clinician safety and and those are all those are all challenge challenges we have to think about um as well because i think as we continue to shift care into home we have to think about nurse nurse safety and how do we support mm -hmm. them and like i said how, how do we you know i work for a healthcare technology company i don't want this i don't want to um dismiss that and so how how do we advocate for delightful, meaningful technology um, that captures that patient's story and allows that nurse to interact with that patient that drives quality outcomes and patient experience and nurse experience and delivers care in a lower cost setting? And I think it's going to take all of us um, to, to continue to, to move that forward. Yeah, what do you think home-based healthcare is going to look like in ten to twenty years? Is it going to be, obviously, you know, like you like you've been saying, it's you know more and more care is moving to the home. You know, where do you where do you see sort of like that balance in you know like a decade or two? Wow, it's it's um, I was literally talking to a a, a nurse peer uh, leader peer. And uh, she's actually in the academic space and she has made it her purpose. I think nurses are thinking about ways of how do we recruit more into the field of nursing, but, you know, going into high schools and, and really educating on what, what is nursing and, and the impact that it has. And then when you think about, then you go into the academic college academic setting and how do you get home-based care to be just as appealing as acute care and how do you make sure those competencies are there because today in the academic setting 
the competencies are heavily focused on acute care delivery. Right. And if we want to train and 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 grow post-acute and home-based clinical care, we have to make sure that we're teaching the right competencies because taking care of a patient in the home has its own unique skills. Mm-hmm. And um, so how how do you do that? But I think I believe that care in the home is the future. Mm-hmm. And we're getting there slowly <laughs> but surely. Um, but I think the next five or 10 years will be um, purpose-filled. I think technology will will play a pivotal role in that, we'll, but so will the human side of care delivery. And how do you how do you bring those two things together to to make sure that if a patient can and wants to receive care in the home that it happens and it's impactful to to and, them and their families. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you know, the population's aging, you know, the baby the entire baby boomer generation is going to be 65 by 2030, so you know, that's just a huge number of folks, you know, getting into those senior years and obviously, you know, if they can getting care in the home is much preferable to, you know, being in a, in a facility. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like, you know, nowhere to go, but up. Right. Right. And I think, you know, AI is probably going to propel us to a place that we can't even, you know, um, we don't even fully understand. Mm. Um, and you know, when I think about it from a clinical standpoint, it's how can AI be leveraged to potentially predict or inform in a proactive way that nurse and that care team taking care of that patient in the home to ease some of that reactive burden that we that we have today from from a clinical standpoint. Are you using AI uh, now or is that still something that's being developed? Um, we're we're in the we're definitely in the height of developing it. Um, mm-hmm. Where uh, home care home base is being thoughtful and intentional and making sure that we're using it in an in a tech in a technology in a sorry I'm gonna, we are using it in a way that respects the clinician and the patient and that maintains clinical integrity but that drives quality outcomes and thinks about operational efficiencies and optimization. Yeah, and like you said, AI is, you know, changing so much, you know, I think even six months ago, it was so different, like it just keeps growing and and evolving. So yeah, even five years from now, who knows what it's gonna look like. Yeah, my my personal hope is is that we, we find solutions that, you know, I think if you talk to most nurses or clinicians, they tell you the documentation burden is mm. is what is um, what doesn't allow them to interact with patients um, the way that they would like to. And some of that is regulatory in nature, and then some of that is just uh, compliance and legal um burden. But I think if you were to ask me what I see in three to five years from an AI standpoint, I hope that it 
it eases the documentation burden of a clinician, but then also empowers them to make proactive clinical decisions at the bedside that we don't we don't have visibility into today. Well, it'll be interesting to uh, to see what happens. Brandy, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. That wraps up episode 99 of PSQH, the podcast. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again and stay safe.